So it hasn't done it since then. Interesting. I mean, have you guys saged or cleaned since then, would you say? I mean, probably, but I can't like really put my finger. Oh my God. I just remembered. Sorry. Scared the shit out of me. Thanks. Welcome to Allied Rebels. We are your hosts. I'm Roxy. And I'm Dee. Alrighty, so we have an eerie, sinister, ominous topic today. We'll be discussing paranormal activities, ghost stories, and other spoopy stuff. All right, but really quick, what's up with you, Dee? Well, it was just recently Thanksgiving. Spent it with my family like we do every year. My sister did all the cooking. Well, most of the cooking. Like, you know, just like 99% of the cooking. Because she's the best cook in the family. (laughs) She makes turkey taste good. Which the turkeys we had growing up... (laughs) It made me not like turkey. So... That's good. She came to the rescue and uh, helped you out there. Definitely did. Definitely did. Um, but yeah, I'm just spending my uh, Thanksgiving. Or I spent my Thanksgiving um, break cleaning. Super fun. Fantastic. And you and I got to go play an old favorite together. Oh, yeah, that's right. Cats. Castlevania 64. Brother N64. It was super fun, super nostalgic. Such a good game. Mm-hmm. And we're going to eventually do an episode on it. So don't really want to like spill everything on it, but um, it's just such a good game. So fun. Super, super fun. So what about you, Roxy? What you been doing? So, you know, also Thanksgiving, I spent it in two different places. Uh, my boyfriend's family and my family. And just lots of food always so delicious your mama can cook though oh yeah she can put it down that's for sure um still really obsessed with animal crossing so spend a lot of time playing that especially because i got myself a sugar mama in animal crossing hey (laughs) (laughs) dia's been supplying me with everything from flowers to outfits to money or bells. Oh so, God. I mean, hey. I really am. <laughs> I'm showering you with gifts. Yeah. <laughs> Come to my island. Yeah, baby like, baby like. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, uh, just call me mommy. Yeah. <laughs> That wouldn't happen in real life. <laughs> Get your own fucking money. <laughs> I would be supportive, okay? You just ain't getting all my money. <laughs> well, we finally visited each other's islands. That was super fun. Yeah. 
and uh, yeah, I'm you know, I mean, all these different villagers that I didn't even know about. Like for a long time, I didn't even realize that everyone had different villagers. <laughs> I literally thought everybody else played with the same people every time. So that was really cool. But... <laughs> it was your reaction to um, one of my bear villagers. They're so big. I, just, I was like, uh, yeah. It's because on my island, they're all small. Okay, I just always think about, I think, Claire, um, Claire. I always think about Flo and Clay and Nibbler, and they're small, tiny. Like, Clay is a tiny little bear. True. And then I forget, like, Sterling is bigger, but... I don't know. It was just weird because I think I had just talked to Clay on my island and then I went to yours and <laughs> this bear was like huge. And yeah, so what are you feeding them over there? Only the good stuff. Duh. <laughs> beef. Beef. Get you some beef. <laughs> All right, guys. So it's time for our new segment. Woo! <laughs> so for video games, we have Death Store coming out on PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, and the Switch on November 23rd. So this game is an action-adventure game where the player takes on the role of a small crow who works as a reaper, collecting souls for the Reaping Commission headquarters, an office-like bureaucratic afterlife. That one, we saw the trailer for it and both thought it was pretty cool. Like, yeah. it was really cute. It really was super cute. I like the whole aesthetic of it almost reminds me a little bit of like Tim Burton type of you know, animation a little bit. Ish, yeah. Um, and then we have Chorus also coming out on PlayStation 5, the Xbox series, Xbox One, Stadia, and PC. I kind of forgot Stadia was still a thing. <laughs> right. Um, it's coming out December 3rd. So the protagonist of this game is Nara and she is a top pilot with a checkered past and her sentient starfighter Forsaken must work together to defeat the Circle, an oppressive cult led by the Great Prophet, who seeks to dominate the whole universe. That's a no-no. <laughs> <That's a no-no. laughs> yeah, it looked really cool. I like those type of games. It's the basically graphics. Look yeah, really good. Yeah. yeah, I like the main character too. She looked really cool, and it's a you know space shooter. It should be fun. We also have Halo Infinite, another <laughs> another Halo game. Speaking of space shooters, yeah, coming out on the Xbox Series X and Slim, Xbox One, and PC. This one's coming out December 8th. The plot focuses on the Master Chief's efforts to locate a new artificial intelligence known by codename The Weapon and, with her assistance, determine the whereabouts of the Chief's former AI companion, Cortana, and finally end both threats. I'm not really familiar with the Halo series. I played it a long time ago, and it's been a very long time ago. Also, yeah, I never played the storyline. It was mainly, like, yeah. the battle games that you play with other people. So I only played for a little bit. I completed one of them, but the rest of them I didn't. Like I said, though, I've always been more of a PlayStation gal, so... Yeah. You know. Now for some movies that are coming out. The first one is Silent Night, which is a comedy coming out December 3rd. Uh, the little tagline for the movie is celebrating the holidays like it's their last. Don't know what that means, but cool. Um, starring Kara Knightley, Matthew Good, and Lily Rose Melody Depp. And then another movie coming out is Nightmare Alley, 
That's coming out December 3rd as well. The tagline is man or beast. It's a drama and it looked pretty decent. It has Rooney Mara, Bradley Cooper, Kate Blanchett, Willem Dafoe, Tony Collette, and Ron Perlman. Yeah, I thought it looked interesting. So, And then we have a sequel movie that I didn't see coming as a sequel, but Sing 2, a kid's movie. And it's coming out December 3rd as well. And the first one, the first time I saw it, I was like, mm. but the more I watched it, I was like, okay, this is actually pretty good. Okay, these songs are good. But the taglines for this is, where will your dreams take you? It's starring Matthew McConaughey, Taryn Egerton, Tori Kelly, Reese Witherspoon, Nick Kroll, and Scarlett Johansson. And then <laughs> there's a movie coming out, coming out called Wolf on December 3rd. <laughs> Sorry, the tagline for it <laughs> makes me laugh every time I have to read it. <clears throat> On all levels except physical, I am a wolf. Watching the trailer for this, I was just like, how is this a movie? But, you know, there are some people who really think like this, so it might actually be a series type movie to help understand people like that. I don't know. It kind of reminded me of this movie called The Lobster. That one was really interesting. Same concept, but not really, actually. <laughs> it just reminded me of that. <laughs> um, but again, we have Lily Rose Melody Depp starring in this, along with George McKay. So, we'll see. I don't know if I'll pay to see it, but I might see it just out of curiosity to see what it actually is about. Mm-hmm. And then we have another remake coming out, West Side Story, on December 10th. There was no tagline for it because, I mean, it's kind of self-explanatory. I wrote my own. I said, because when you're a jet. Um, (laughs) See? That's all you need to say. (laughs) And then one of the most exciting things for me when I saw it was that Rita Moreno is coming back to appear in the movie. She's the original Maria for the movie, guys. It was so exciting. Um, But a weird, interesting turn of events. Steven Spielberg is directing this. It does not seem like his type of movie, but hey, it's probably going to be good then. Yeah. This movie that I'm about to talk about, I don't think I'll ever be able to watch. But it's called A Journal for Jordan, and that comes out on December 10th. It is about First Sergeant... Charles Moreau King, before he is killed in action in Baghdad, authors a journal for his son intended to tell him on how to live a decent life despite growing up without a father. Oh my god, okay. Give <laughs> a second. <laughs> and has Michael B. Jordan and Tamara Tooney. I want to watch it, but I don't want to watch it. Oh yeah, I could see that being a really heavy movie. Yeah. Very, very difficult. So anyway, moving on beyond the uh, sadness, Being the Ricardos, coming out December 10th. I am so looking forward to this. I love Lucille Ball. Mm -hmm. I love her show. I love how she was super powerful back in her time. She was a badass. Mm -hmm. Um, But it follows Lucille and Desi as they face a crisis that could end their careers and another that could end their marriage. I know, right? And it's starring Nicole Kidman, Javier Bodden, and 
J.K. Simmons. Well, it's not really starring J.K. Simmons, but it's just funny how many <laughs> how many movies he's in, and I freaking love it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. So before we get to the main topic, I'm going to talk a little bit about the Day of the Dead, which I just celebrated for the first time in my life, and I loved it. So the Day of the Dead, for those who aren't familiar, is a holiday traditionally celebrated in Mexico on November 1st and November 2nd. It's celebrated by making altars containing the favorite foods and beverages, as well as photos and memorabilia of the departed. And the intent is to encourage visits from the souls of the departed. The altars are usually placed at home, but depending on the region in Mexico, you also go to the cemetery, clean out their gravesite, place flowers, and place all the treats and all the things on their gravesite. So it's really cool. And it's just like a good time to spend with like your family remembering, you know, your loved ones that have it's passed celebrating on. celebrating their life, not mourning their death. Exactly. And so this year, like I said, it was me and my family's first time. We didn't grow up celebrating it. My mom, like I think her distant relatives did. And she knew about it, but she wasn't, you know, she grew up in the U.S. And so she didn't really celebrate it growing up. But now as adults, we took it upon ourselves to just start this new tradition. And this year, I celebrated by putting up a picture of my cat, Spartacus, that just passed away this past July. So I put up his picture along with some of his favorite treats that included cat treats, peanut butter Reese's cups. He loved eating those. And uh, McDonald's french fries because he loved french fries. Those were his favorite. So, yeah. He was a good kitty. He was a good kitty. It's definitely going to be a tradition that I... I'm just going to do every year. So that's good. Yeah. So moving on from this heartwarming experience, we're going to get into something a little more creepy. Speaking of the dead, <laughs> we have a few of our, either our personal stories or one of our family members, personal stories dealing with paranormal activities, ghost stories, stuff like that. So the very first story is one of the creepiest stories that has ever happened in the place that I've lived. It's from my sister's perspective, my oldest sister's perspective. Uh, we lived in this house for a very short amount of time. I love this house, not for the house, because the house always creeped me out. I hated the like house itself. But where it was, it was only like two, three blocks away from Roxy. Oh, is this the house on the loop? Uh-huh. Um, yeah, that was cool. It was only, like I said, for only a couple of months. But, you know, when you find out that the people you're renting from don't actually own the house, you can't live there anymore. It's so weird, huh? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's a story for another time. So, in our family, we lived, you know, all together. There's four kids and then my parents. And we had a cat at the time. So my oldest sister had trouble sleeping one night. So she decided her room was too cold. She went to the main floor to sleep on the couch and she had to get up early in the morning. So she was like, okay, I'm going to go sleep down there. It was like just after midnight when she decided to do it. And so she went downstairs, she got her blanket, she turned on the TV with the volume off. And when she walked downstairs, for some reason in the dining room that was connected to the living room, there was a motion light in there. Weirdest thing, right? 
At least I think it's weird to have an ocean light in the dining room, right? Don't you think? Yeah, I guess those people I lived there before you guys were real freaks. <laughs> well, my dad worked at a bar, so he would come in super late. Usually about on the weekdays, usually about two o'clock in the morning. And my dad came home and my sister was still awake, but she had her head covered because she was like trying to go to sleep. And he walked in, saw that she was on the couch, told her good night and walked into the dining room and the motion light came on. She's like, you know, cause that's light, more light than she you can fall asleep to. And it turned off like 20 seconds later or something. She's like, okay, whatever. He was messing around in the kitchen and then went downstairs. And about a half hour later, she heard him come up the stairs and then walk through the dining room and stop by her, kind of blocking the TV. And she could feel him like lean over her and then stand back up. And then he started walking up the stairs But while he was walking up the stairs, he was going. And she's like, what the hell is dad doing? And so she's like, "Okay, I'll just whatever. I'm going to go to sleep. And then a few seconds later, coming back down the stairs, doing the same knocking as he was walking down the stairs and then stopping by her again, leaning over her again and blocking the TV light and then standing back up and walking back through the living room, the dining room and going down the stairs to the basement. This happened two more times before she was like, wait, the motion light isn't coming on anytime he walked through the the dining room. And then she like, she stayed still and like, she was like, I don't remember if I was breathing or not because all of a sudden it's instead of it going all the way downstairs, it just started going up and down the stairs that were by her going faster and faster going, like going up and down the stairs, up and down the stairs. And then it went up the stairs into a room that we all like refused to go into because it was just very creepy as hell and stayed there for a few minutes and then like ran down the stairs all the way downstairs to the basement. And that's what happened with her. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So did she just like... She didn't sleep. I was going to say, yeah. Did she just stay up the whole night? What's... What's up with that? The whole time she was thinking, why the hell is he doing this? He knows I have to go to work in the morning. Like, sometimes our dad did stuff like that to mess around with us, you know, to joke around. But usually he wouldn't do that on, like, nights that he knew we had to go to work the next day. And I'm guessing you guys confirmed the next morning that it wasn't him. Yeah, because his ass, he's like, I fell asleep, like, five minutes after going downstairs. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, it was. <sighs> It was no bueno. No, no, no. Not at all. So, one of my stories that actually happened to me. So, this happened years ago when I went to Mexico. And it took place in my grandma's house, which is in a ranch. And just like a small little pueblo, small town. And everybody just knows each other. But anyway, my cousins and I and my siblings were all staying at my grandma's house. And we always stay in the same room where there's two beds and it was seven of us and we all share the beds and we were all laying down, you know, having a good time talking. Lights were out. Everybody was up at one point. And then at some point, you know, people were starting to fall asleep little by little and to the point where it was just me and one of my other cousins. We were both the only ones up. 
and we're still talking, you know, about like, oh, what are we going to do tomorrow, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, we see the shadow on the window, okay? And so the window, it's facing the road going down towards the mountains, right? Because my grandma's house is one of the last ones before, it was like the second to the last before, you know, you head out to nothingness. It's just this vast land of just shrubs and like cactus and mountains, right? Places you don't want to be generally. By yourself at night. Yeah. <laughs> and so there was a street light kind of shining across diagonal from us. So there was like a, some light, right? So you could see the orange light. And then all of a sudden we see this shadow, this dark shadow at the window. And all of a sudden you just hear a horse just kind of galloping right there on the same spot. You just hear it trotting. And then you hear someone riding him kind of go huh, trying to pull him and you see the horse buck up and neigh and then you just hear them trot away for two seconds and then there was no sound absolutely nothing after that we would have heard that for a while if it for was sure. a person so her and i we just did you hear that to each other at the same time and we're like we gotta go to bed <laughs> this was past midnight and people in that you know town they know they always it's one of those kind of like these little legends or myths right these little myths about like this headless horseman or like this horseman whatever so it's kind of like yeah you guys saw the the headless horseman that we have i'm like oh okay (laughs) like (laughs) no problem nah Nah. we see him every tuesday you know (laughs) so yeah that's insane yeah so one of my personal stories I used to be a respite care mom for some kids that I used to watch and respite care just means that they stay overnight at your house. Well, not always, but they can stay overnight at your house and you get paid for that, whatever. They were foster kids. They were some of the coolest kids I ever knew in my life. Well, earlier that day, Angie and I were like playing on my bed and Nell was off with my oldest sister. And Wes, the older boy, uh, was off with his grandma. So I didn't have him. I just had the two younger girls. And Angie kept saying, the guy at the foot of the bed. And she was very young. And it was kind of hard to tell what she said. But I got guy in bed. And I was like, well, there ain't a guy in this bed. And (laughs) (laughs) Um, But then she kept pointing at the foot of the bed by like this closet door. It wasn't a closet. It was a storage door in the room that I stayed in. It was the most upper floor. And so there was a storage room and a closet. But the storage room always... There's something about storage rooms that just creeped me the fuck out. So when she said that, she was pointing like to the foot of the bed where the door for the storage room was. And I was just like, okay, (laughs) there's nothing there. Let's go downstairs. And (laughs) we went downstairs and I just kind of ignored it. Didn't think about it that night. Angie wouldn't sleep in the pack and play. So she always slept in my bed with me. And Nell slept in the bed, in the pack and play, usually no problem. But that night, for some reason, she fell asleep in the pack and play, but ended up not wanting to stay in there. And so she slept in my older sister's bed, which we shared a room, so it was fine. A few minutes, hours later, I don't know, I was asleep. And then I woke up, like, something, like, was staring at me. And so, like, I woke up and I looked at the foot of my bed and there was this outline 
of this massive guy at the foot of my bed. He was like TV static is how I would describe how he looked. And at first I thought he was leaning towards me. Then I realized he was leaning towards Angie. And you don't fuck with kids if I'm around. And if it was just leaning towards me, I'd be like, oh my God, I can't do anything. But he was leaning towards Angie. And I said, get the fuck out of here. And I started, this is not your place. You need to leave. That Like, I went off on it and, like, disappeared. Like I said, if it was looking at me and leaning over me, I would have just been out. I wouldn't have been able to do anything. You were just like, deuces, I'm going to pass out right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, you could have possessed me. But as soon as a kid's involved, uh-uh, I don't fuck around. Or one of my friends. Or family. I can help other people. I can't help myself. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, it's okay. So you never experienced that again after that? Nope. Would you say that same spirit? Um, I was going to say there's definitely other stuff that happened in that house. But I don't think it was the same. The same one. No. Yeah. That's good. Banished it away. Yeah. Pissed me off enough. It fucked around and found out. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Fuck around and find out. So my sister, she has seen some things, right? My sister, one time, she was in the restroom of my parents' house, which is still live there to this day. But she was in the restroom, and when she opened the door, it's this little hallway with, like, doors to the other bedrooms. But she said, right in front of her, like, right across from her, there was an apparition of this spirit, this ghost of someone that was a family friend that had passed recently within the last couple of, I want to say, days or weeks still recent and she appeared right then and there and my sister said she looked like she was just staring at her almost unsure almost like the ghost was aware it was a ghost and it didn't know what it was doing there and my sister just obviously <laughs> freaked out and yeah so if i remember correctly she closed the door to the restroom stayed there for a second and then she ran out and tried to find my mom and yeah it's i'm just saying i'm just so thankful i haven't you know seen anything like that but my parents has in general it's, it's there's it, there's something there's something there like there's just something there that there's just always something you know when my mom's there i want to say she's you know she believes in the paranormal things and i feel like she's very intuitive in a, in a way so i think she kind of uh wards evil things and that kind of stuff away but yeah mm -hmm. so we have a mutual friend and another one of our friends was living with her and her family at the time n was living with k and k has at that time had two boys and her husband living in that house and her sister and her son living in the house and then N had herself and her two boys living in the house. And I was there a lot of the time. Well, there was one night or one day when Kay and her oldest son were home alone. And Kay and her oldest heard three knocks on their front door. And her oldest son looked outside and said, there's no one there. And he opened the door before Kay could get over there and tell him not to do it. And, you know, there's that old sayings, if, you know, there's a knock on your door and nobody's there, don't open it because you could let something in that you don't want in. Well, 
Kay didn't mention it to anybody because it seemed like it was fine. Nothing really happened until about a week or two later when weird stuff started happening, like things were being moved, whatever, but it like was manifesting itself really strongly near Kay's sister, who at the time was going through a separation from her boyfriend, having severe depression, not knowing what to do with her life. So, you know, attack the weakest person in the family, right? And weird smells would happen. The kids weren't sleeping anymore. And then we would hear like something walking around all the time. But there's so many people living there that you think, oh, that's just somebody who's up, whatever. But it kept getting worse and like terrifying feelings kept happening. And like, we were like, okay, what happened? And Kay goes, oh my God, it must've happened when my son opened the door when somebody knocked and nothing was there. And we're like, are you kidding me? Cause all of us are like, ugh. Kay is very spiritual and is very pagan. And I am literally like a combination of the two of them. <laughs> and so we all believe in that, you know. We all believe in, we all have that spiritual knowledge. Yes. So it's just, it was like, oh God. And so we all got together and and did her saging. I saged with her and I said prayers and Kay went around saying prayers too, saying you're not allowed to stay in my house. And the, for a good couple of months, we were able to banish it, but not very far because it was a straight up demon. All right. And really quick for those who don't know, saging is the act of burning sage, which is an herb. And what the intention of this is to cleanse the area or to cleanse yourself and rid yourself of any negative vibrations, any negative entity that might be present. It's practiced by different cultures around the world and it's done differently, practiced differently depending on your personal beliefs. So it stayed around the area of the house that are on the outside of the area of the house that Kay's little sister stayed in. And it was so creepy because sometimes you would just be sitting there talking to Kay's little sister and you would just hear knocks or scratches along the walls on the outside. And like it was tormenting her like crazy. And eventually we're like, we thought it would be fine to just kick it outside. But we all went out and just did the whole same pray praying saging and everything we looked crazy but that eventually worked we kept pushing it back further and further until it wasn't there anymore oh my gosh it's so crazy oh and sorry i just thought of another thing that happened at the house <laughs> so i usually showered in the mornings before work before we left for work and so the way it's set up it's a split level ranch i would be in the shower on the up the upper floor and right below the shower was like the laundry room and there was another ghost there but it wasn't like a terrible ghost every once in a while it was kind of creepy but most of the time it was more tricksterish ghosts than creepy so i was showering i got out of the shower and i heard and go oh hey like one of the kids had woke up early and she was kind of excited to see them or something and then the next thing I hear, I hear, 
bam, 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 coming up the stairs. I'm like, what the heck was that? Like, and so I was getting dressed and and goes, did you come turn off the lights? And I have, <laughs> I have my shirt barely on over my, <laughs> my body because she was like swung open the door because there was no lock on the bathroom at that time. And I was like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, something turned off the light when I was in the laundry room. And <laughs> I was like, uh, what? She goes, didn't you hear me yell, hey? And I said, no, I 100% heard you go, oh, hey. So whatever it was, masked her voice. So I heard something different than what she actually said. So. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was a tricky trickster, that one. A little trickster. Man, so did you guys end up banishing that one, too, as well? No, because it wasn't, like evil yeah Yeah. so it's i think it's gone now but i think that's because it moved on not because it got banished does that make sense yeah yeah for sure so one of the creepiest things that i've been through has been sleep paralysis but it's a little bit more you know it's a little bit more than just that to me okay I think it, you know, I obviously I think everything that's paranormal, it all comes down to like everyone has different experiences mm-hmm. and it's almost one of those things that until it's happened to you, you don't really understand it and you can't grasp it. Like people can explain it and tell you what it is, but until you really have been through it, you don't understand it. And I think that's kind of what happened with me with the sleep paralysis. I've never really had it before, but on this one occasion, Basically, what happened was that it was a time period of time where I was staying at my parents' house by myself. My parents and my siblings had moved out of state for a while to try somewhere else for a minute. And while they were there, I was taking care of the house for them, basically just staying there. So, you know, everything was going well. I had my cat at the time and it was just us. And, you know, like you'd come over once in a while and then one night, I was just sitting down in the living room watching TV. I can't recall if it was a show or a movie at the time. And all of a sudden, I hear the three knocks at the door. And to me at the time, although I am spiritually aware, it was a thing with my dad because of his job. It was very common for people to come knocking at the door looking for him, asking for him because they didn't have his number or, you know, they heard word by mouth. And so it was really normal for people to come in because it wasn't even that late. This was only like about, I want to say six or seven at night. And that's very, it it happened all the time. To this day, it still happens, right? So I opened the door. We don't have people, not thinking anything of it. I just opened it expecting to tell someone, hey, my dad's not here. You know, if you give me information, I can have him reach you. But I opened the door and there was nothing there. So I would turn on the porch, you know, light, nothing. There's just no way somebody did like a little DoorDash thing where they just come knock at your door. Not from your porch. No. You know, you've been there. You know how it's like. There's no way. It didn't even click. Like I said, I'm aware about this, but I just didn't really think about it at the time. And I just kind of left it as like, I don't know, maybe it was, I don't know, maybe I didn't hear right. Maybe somebody did come. I I don't know. Anyway, fast forward a couple of days and... I just start feeling like this heavy dread and, you know, just just these heavy feelings in me, right? And, you know, I didn't experience anything as far as, like, lights going down or, like, things being knocked out. I didn't experience that. But 
And it was just like this heaviness. And I couldn't really explain it. And so one night, and you know, this went on, mind you, this went on for days and weeks, right? And so one day I was, you know, getting ready for bed. I got ready, went to lay down. I turned off the light. I was just laying down for a little bit, you know. I usually fall asleep easily, so it's not a big deal. Yeah. (laughs) And all of a sudden, though, I can feel this presence at the foot of my bed by the door. And I can't make quite, I can't quite make an outline of it because it was dark, but there was just this undeniable feeling of just this presence there. And all of a sudden, I just felt it like lunge towards me and put their hands or whatever it was, because I couldn't really tell shape at the time, mm-hmm. just felt a big, heavy feeling like someone was kind of choking me almost. And obviously, I freaked out. I turned on my phone. I got up. I turned on the light. And I just like started hyperventilating, freaking out. Never felt that way before. And then I was like, what the hell's going on? Like, I don't, I don't even know. Like, I just kind of blanked out. And I just remember trying to lay down again. And it literally happened again. And I got up. And then I started obviously freaking out. I started bawling. I called my parents through video chat and... You know, I was telling them what's going on, and I was like, what do you mean? Is there someone in the house? I was like, no, like, it's, I know physically someone's not here. I just said I had this feeling like there's someone here, but I know it's physically not like a human. And so, like, they had me walk through the house. I had them on the video chat. We walked through the whole house, and, you know, they were ready to call the police. I mean, they were telling me to call the police, but, you know... I was just kept explaining that it's not a person. And the thing is, my mom, like I said, she's very spiritually aware. And, you know, she just started praying for me. And she just said, you know, just keep the light on. Just go to sleep. I'll pray for you. Pray for yourself. And I was okay. So I kept the light on. But even then, with the light on, I still couldn't fall asleep. Because at that point, I felt that it was still kind of there. And I just couldn't. So I stayed up all night. I went to work in the morning. I remember going to lunch, like I was really shaky the whole morning. And I remember at lunchtime, I went to my car and I just cried, just let it all out. Cause I was exhausted obviously, Right. but it was just physically, like mentally, I was just so like on edge about everything. And so I called my aunt and she said she would come and do a cleanse for me, right? And so after work, she did, she came over and she did the egg cleanse on me. And then she prayed for me. So egg cleansing, also known as umancy, which I didn't know. And again, this is also something that is done differently according to, you know, different cultures, traditions, religions. And basically, one example of its use is you take the egg, you set an intention for it, such as to cleanse you off of any negative energies on you. And you pass the egg through your body. And while you do that, you say a prayer or set your intention. Then you crack the egg open into a glass of water. And, you know, depending again on how you do it, you can either discard it or you can interpret any formations that may have happened after you cracked it into the water. I'm not going to go much further into it, but you can feel free to do your own research. Again, like I said, It's done differently depending on your beliefs. And, you know, I felt a little bit better, but the same thing happened, though. That same night, I just the same thing. And again, I stayed up again. And then 
the next day, that's when I talked to you about it. So what we did is we went to get candles and some sage. And Dee helped me sage the whole house, top to bottom. And we lit a spell reversal candle. And uh, I think like a banishing candle as well. And uh, yeah, that, that, that was the thing that finally helped. Do you remember when we lit the can- one of the candles and how none of the wax melt like actually melted with it it all just kind of disappeared every time it or when it melted do you remember that part of it yeah i remember there was nothing left yeah there was zero yeah that was the freakiest thing yeah and i've burnt that candle before so i was freaking out a little bit like trying not to like on the outside show but on the inside i was like what the fuck 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 because that to me that told me that whatever was in your house was way more evil than I was prepared for. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I remember to this day, like, you know, when you were leaving, I was like, I, you know, I didn't want you to leave, but I know you had something to do. Mm-hmm. And you told me, like, the spirit thing, I think it was, like, a female. Mm-hmm. And that she was, like, kind of hovering over the neighbor's house back mm-hmm. there and just, like, really pissed off that we banished it. She was severely pissed off. I had to say several times, you're not allowed to leave with me. You're not allowed to attach anything to me. Like, yeah. Which, you know, I'm still so grateful to you for helping me with that. But I, I mean, I, I know why that happened. I want to say, I think I told you about that. Mm -hmm. You know, it was just kind of like, I pissed somebody off basically. And they basically did this as revenge. And, you know, I just believe in karma. Very strong believer in that. And, uh, I just feel like even if you don't believe in that, everyone just always gets what they deserve, what you send out. So I know that she's probably didn't, you know, she probably didn't have a good time after that. Because especially because it comes out, it comes back threefold. I really Mm -hmm. do believe in that. So, and, uh, you know, I never wish this person harm. I just, the only thing I asked was for them to just leave me alone, to like move on, get over it, move on. Like it happened, Mm -hmm. Um, you know. It wasn't a thing that I necessarily harmed them. It was just a thing that they were messing with me. So I, you know, the situation was just like, I just broke off everything with this person. And, you know, they were just very upset about how things didn't turn in their favor. And so that's what happened. But that was kind of a rough time. I will say that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think I agree with you there. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so remember the first story this creepy house i was telling you about well a few other things happened there uh one of them i was sitting in my room which was off of the dining room right and it was almost middle of the day but i was sitting on the floor playing resident evil (laughs) (laughs) of course you were (laughs) playing resident evil 2 (laughs) anyway and all of a sudden i feel like because I was leaning up back against my bed, all of a sudden I feel on my lower back like something poked my back. I was like, "What the hell is that?" And so I thought it was one of my cat or my cat was in my room. My cat never comes into my room. My cat hates me. And <laughs> um, so I looked under the bed and there was nothing there. I was like, well, "Maybe I just thought I felt it." And then I saw so I started playing again, and then I feel like a hand just like push my lower back and I just uh, I just went I paused the game I put the controller down I stood up and said nope and <laughs> I walked out of the room 
<laughs> not today. Not today. So, but I was 15, almost 16 then. So I didn't know what, like, what to do in that situation. So. But see, I think even though you weren't, you didn't know exactly what to do at that time. I think intuitively you knew, like you said, no, like you were not going to allow yep. that. And then for some reason, my dumbass decided to sleep in my older, not my oldest, my older sister's room with her one night because she was, she said she was having trouble sleeping. And so I was like, fine, I'll sleep up there with you, whatever. And it was a really old house and he didn't get up there very well. It was a pretty cold night, but it shouldn't have been as cold as it was because I think it was like in the forties or something, but it felt like it was negative up there. And which, you know, the heater should have at least reached somewhat up there, but it did not. And my sister's room didn't have light and neither one of us can sleep without nightlight or something. Cause yes, shut up. Don't judge us. <laughs> but when you see as much as we do in the dark, you know, you're going to not want to be in the dark all the time. So we slept with the door open and my head, for some reason, I decided I want to sleep with my head facing the door looking out of the door straight into the creepy ass room that nobody wants to go in and like all night i would just see like things move around in there and stuff i'm like oh no why did i say i'm gonna sleep up here and then my oldest sister's room was like much closer to that room it was at the top of the stairs and i swear i saw something like dart into her room and i said fuck this and i turned around and went to sleep <laughs> oh my god and yeah so it was just little things like that happened around the house all the time and like i said i love the location of it didn't love everything that happened inside of it but i swear that house that house itself was cursed i know i love that we were so close to each other but i'm just so thankful that even though i've been through some stuff i still like can't really see things and you know, I am just thankful for that because that would be even worse. But yeah, know, I guess when you have that, you get used to it. It just becomes I mean, eventually, yeah. yeah. But it's spooky. <laughs> <laughs> so we lived in a place before that for about 13 years from the time I was three in the, until the time I was almost 16. We lived in townhouses, four units of townhouses, and there was a ton of townhouses in each unit. Well, the townhouse we lived in was a four-bedroom townhouse. It was uh, Section 8 housing, but it was nicer Section 8 housing for what we paid for. And probably because it was like on an old <laughs> burial ground or something, but, you know, <laughs> nobody told us. Because there was like this little triangle ghost that would haunt us. My brother would get messed with all the time. They were, you would hear people walking up and down the stairs the laundry room you, I swear you would hear people mumbling inside of it yeah the bathroom that was downstairs it was just always had a terrible feeling um one time in the upstairs bathroom because it was the one with the tub and the shower connected to that was the again a storage room um for the apartment that was inside of our apartment so like you know nobody could really get in there and I was showering. No, I was taking a bath and I knocked on the wall jokingly like knock goody knock knock and I got two bits right back to me like that. The only other person in the house at the time was my mom downstairs. My mom was not going to be in the storage room doing two bits to me to freak me out. Yeah. 
because I was young, the door was open because I was taking a bath. I wasn't like young, young, but you know, just in case something happened, it was just a safety precaution. So I knew my mom was the only person down here. And then I yelled, mom, and she came like running upstairs. Of course, she didn't believe me. <laughs> that happened. She said I, I that I thought that in my head. So, you know, whatever. Moms being moms. Um, and then, like, a couple of years later, I was playing a prank on my older sister. And my older sister and my oldest sister shared a room that was closest to the storage room. And my <laughs> older sister would always sleep with her foot dangling off because she had the, the top bunk of the bunk bed. She would sleep with her foot dangling off, like, toward the door. And so... I would like every once in a while jokingly like grab her foot and then run off. <laughs> Such a little brat sister thing to do, right? Well, I had done it like the night before and the next day she came down and she was like, you need to stop grabbing my foot. I was like, I didn't last night. She goes, ah, ha, ha, funny. I'm like, no, I didn't last night. And mom goes, no, your sister was asleep at like, cause I wasn't feeling the best the night before. I fell asleep relatively early and I stayed passed out and yeah and she heard running she thought toward the bathroom but I'm thinking running back toward the storage room oh, scary. <laughs> scary yeah well I'm gonna go back to my parents house for a little bit so in my parents basement there's this main area right when you go down the stairs that they kind of turn into a little living room and then a little restroom area and then uh there's the laundry area and then there's by the little living room area there's the big main bedroom which like everyone in my household we've all played like carousel with all the bedrooms we've <laughs> yeah. all had each and every single bedroom and then right in the opposite side behind the stairs there's a smaller bedroom and this bedroom is yeah and Dee's aware about this room too she she knows that it's a little creepy we've never like going into this room mm -mm. when we first moved into this house the basement was not finished and it was one of those things where you had to go right to the center of the room to pull the little um pull the little what's it called the little light switch mm -hmm. to turn it on and Back before cell phones had flashlights guys yeah seriously though <laughs> Before we, I even had a cell phone, so. Yeah. But we all hated doing that. If we had to go down to do laundry, we all hated it. Not because of laundry itself, just because you had to go by this room. And it's just really creepy. So, I personally don't have stories. I just know for a fact that I hated going in that bedroom. Right now, it's currently, like, kind of a storage area. So, the reason we brought it up is because we came to your house after school one day. And nobody was home and you couldn't find your key anywhere and we like we looked all around and whatever and we checked all the windows none of the windows were open except for the window to go down into that room your mom was working late your dad was working late and your brother and sister were like off at friend's house and you know they didn't have phones at the time so we couldn't exactly call so I was like, I think I can do it. I think I can do it. And so I get there and I land. I'm not saying it like it was so many feet up, but like you still have to like land a little bit. And all of a sudden I like hear something and I turn and huddled in a corner is like this thing trying to look like a little kid, like huddled in the corner. And I know it's like trying to get me to like 
really notice it and I just kind of stared at it for a second and then I ran. I ran up the stairs, I ran, I flung open the door and I don't remember if I told you then or if I told you later about what happened but I know I never told you about actually seeing something. I just said I felt it because I didn't want to freak you out. Yeah, I do remember you saying that and I was like, yeah, I know, I we all hate that room. It's really weird. And yeah. And, yeah, but... So, yeah. yeah <laughs> I know. I mean, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Like, I'm really not surprised. Like, I was surprised that you saw something at the time, but at the same time, I'm like, well, that makes sense why it's like, just feels really creepy in there. Mm-hmm. So we moved... I say recently, but it's been almost four years now. That's crazy. <laughs> I know, right? But this is right when we moved into the, the place that we live now. Um, I had my bed against the wall, but ne- the head of the bed was next to a window. And every night I tried to fall asleep, I would hear three taps. Three taps, like constantly throughout the night. It, there was always a pause in between. And then three taps, and I was just like, maybe it's the tree. Then I realized, no, there's no way the tree branch could reach over here. And I was like, oh, maybe it's like my oldest sister up in her room is like doing that consistently. Yeah, that's totally it, right? I kept trying to make excuses for it, but it only happened as soon as I would turn off my bedroom light to go to sleep. If my bedroom light was on, it wouldn't happen. Ever. So, needless to say, I didn't spend the night very much at that. (laughs) Because otherwise I couldn't sleep. Because I do need some light to sleep. But a TV's light is enough for me to go to sleep too. Or like a door open, a crack, and the light on in like a hallway is enough for me to sleep too. But to have uh, your light on in the room and falling asleep that's it's even hard for me to fall asleep that way so yeah I didn't get much sleep the first couple weeks that we uh, lived there and it was just terrible because literally every time I turned off the light it would be three taps pause three taps pause and then eventually it moved from like where my head was to like closer to the window and tap on the window so it was like it it moved so it wasn't like in the same spot every time it just (sighs) so do you believe it was the spirit trying to come in through the window or do you think it was just something messing with you like a trickster type spirit or i don't know for sure because i i basically said deuces i'm not dealing with that and i basically lived with n for (laughs) that that time well then um, eventually I moved my bed because and moved into our house um, right before COVID happened which is freaky considering literally the weekend they announced like schools were closing and stuff we had were moved into the house it's kind of like me and moving in with yeah. my boyfriend right when COVID was yeah. happening so anyway she has a much smaller room and we have the same exact bed except for my bed was a queen size and her bed is a king size. My bedroom in the house is much bigger than hers is so I have her king size bed now and she has my queen size bed and uh, I couldn't fit the bed the way I had it before or else I would have been punching the window every time I rolled. (laughs) So I was like well and then I moved it and so now my head's no longer at the window anymore so it hasn't done it since then 
Interesting. I mean, have you guys saged or cleaned since then, would you say? I mean, probably, but I can't, like, yeah. really put my finger. Oh my god. I just remembered. Sorry. Scared the shit out of me. Sorry. Thanks. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. So, um, so, you know, we've been living there for almost four years, right? And I was standing. My older sister, my oldest sister, and my mom and I were all standing like in our like the the up the middle floor or the where the most of the bedrooms are talking. And I'm much taller than my family. And I'm like looking around like above the door frames and I was like, what is that? And I noticed like weird shaped off white things in each corner of the door jams above each doorway. I'm like, what is that? And finally, I reached up and I picked it up. It was garlic cloves. Yeah. And it was above the stairwell, above the small bedroom that my niece now sleeps in, above the bathroom, and above my bedroom. But it was not above the other two bedrooms that are upstairs or the doorway to go up to the attic. Why? I don't know. So who put those there? We don't know. Shut up. They must have been there when we moved in. That's the only thing we can think of. And we just never noticed it before. Did you guys leave him there? Yeah, we didn't mess with it. We're hoping that it's, like, protecting it. Yeah. So. Oh, that's crazy. I got a lot more stories, but we can save them for later. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think it's time for us to, you know, get a little sage going on here now. Very much. Very much. Nice incense and candles, you know. And uh, yeah, again, thanks for listening, everyone. And we hope you all had an awesome Thanksgiving again with your fam and ate lots of yummy food. Join us next time. We're going to be discussing Santa and Krampus just in time for Christmas. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) I'm super excited because, you know, Krampus is a German folklore and, you know, I remember hearing about it a couple of times when I was younger and then, you know, they made a movie of it and I was like, yeah. oh, I just thought that was a story that my family told kind of a thing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that should be super fun learning about that stuff and yeah. <laughs> and then it's always like, I'm, I'm always curious as to the different origins of Santa for people. So yeah, true story. That's going to be really cool. Remember to follow us on all of our social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord. Yeah, and remember, you guys can email us too as well. We'll put our email address down on the show notes. And if you guys want to email us your scary stories so we can share with all of us next time. This isn't just going to be mine and Roxy's haunted history. It's going to be all of our haunted histories eventually. well deed what do you say we wrap this up sounds good (laughs) toodaloo fellow rebels I'm showering you with gifts. Yeah.
come to my island. Yeah, baby, like, baby, like. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, just call me mommy. <laughs>